Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21. Today, we are winding up Book 20 of St. Augustine's City of God. We've been here a long time, but I don't know of anything so rich in the Church Fathers for understanding biblical prophecy and the whole plan of redemption than what St. Augustine has done in the City of God and Book 20. And as we get towards the end of Book 20, today we're going to be discussing the new heavens and the new earth. But before we do that, I just need to add a little PS to our previous episode where St. Augustine discussed the eternal bodily torment of the wicked. Uh, To the surprise of many, when the general resurrection takes place, the eternal life will not just be in kind of a translucent ghost-like body for believers or non-believers, but everyone, everyone, faithful believers and the unbelievers and the wicked, everyone will be bodily raised and the wicked will experience bodily torment. And I mentioned last time that in contemporary circles, von Balthasar and a lot of those educated in the last 50 years kind of think, well, the punishment will not be eternal. I just want you to know that once St. Augustine gets done with this in book 20 of the City of God, it goes on after book 20. For instance, the very next book, book 21, and the 23rd chapter is entitled as follows, against those who are of the opinion that the punishment of the devil and the wicked shall not be eternal. Or chapter 17 of book 21, of those who fancy that no men shall be punished eternally. So I guess the kind of von Balthasar, dare we hope, idea that punishment will not be eternal, St. Augustine was wrestling with in his day. And again, he not only dealt with it as he went through the prophetic scriptures in book 20, but he had to deal with it multiple times, and he came at it with different angles, so to speak. And just be aware of that because these things come up today. All right, so let's get to Revelation 21 the new heavens and the new earth, the text of which he'll be talking about today. And it says, starting in Revelation 21, I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and the sea was no more. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. They shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. Neither shall be any more pain, for the former things have passed away. And he who sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are faithful and true. And he said unto me, It is done. I am the Alpha 
and the omega, the beginning and the end. Now, this is what St. Augustine says about the new heavens and the new earth in the city of God, book 20 and chapter 16. Having finished the prophecy of judgment so far as the wicked are concerned, it remains that he speak also of the good. Then shall the figure of this world pass away in a conflagration of universal fire, as once before the world was flooded with a deluge of universal water. And by this universal conflagration, the qualities of the corruptible elements which suited our corruptible bodies shall utterly perish, and our substance shall receive such qualities as shall by a wonderful transmutation harmonize with our immortal bodies, so that as the world itself is renewed to some better thing, it is fitly accommodated to men themselves renewed in their flesh to some better thing. That's kind of a mouthful. Um, what it's saying, our bodies, there's going to be a real body on a real earth, and it's going to be transformed in ways that I would just dare say far exceed our capabilities to really almost begin to understand. But what St. Augustine is saying is that the entire universe and this new earth that will be created will be made in such a way as to be perfectly harmonized with our new bodies. And as St. John records the very promise of God, uh, all the pain, the suffering, the tears, the sorrow, all of that is passed away. Sin is taken out of the world and we have basically a paradise to enjoy forever. Just so you know, uh, the teaching of the new heavens and the new earth in Revelation 21 didn't just get pulled out of the air. It was prophesied quite clearly in Isaiah chapters 65 and 66, and it's also described in St. Peter's second epistle, chapter 3, and we hope to actually go through some of those scriptures in the future. But all these three chapters describe a great transformation. It's basically a paradise restored when the new heavens and the new earth comes. Now, if you're a parent, hey, we're trying to keep our study of biblical prophecy practical because it does make a difference in people's lives. You have to know where you came from and where you're headed. And if you have those two points, then you can get a fixed position of where you are in life and what your purpose is and what path you should be following. So ask your kids, ask yourself first, ask your catechism class. But this is the big question, the big, big question. And don't give a whole lot away before you ask the question. Simply ask, what will heaven be like after the second coming? Now, the answers that you're likely to get are those answering what will heaven be like before the second coming? Because we hear a lot about this. Uh, somebody dies and we say, well, they've gone to heaven. And by that, um, as Jesus ascended into heaven and went probably to another realm, so to speak, uh, a person's body is left on this earth, okay? 
but their soul, their consciousness, can go to be with Christ. They don't have to pass through purgatory and remains there until the second coming. But that's not the question I asked. I didn't ask where's the person's soul go when they die. I said, what will heaven be like after the second coming? After the second coming, a person will have both a body and a soul. In other words, I understand, I don't know if it's true, but Abraham Lincoln's body was buried with tons of concrete on top so nobody could desecrate his grave. If he died faithful in Christ, I'm not judging one way or the other, but if he was faithful with Christ, the concrete's not a barrier. Um, when the Romans tossed the Christians into the arena with the lions and the lions were literally eating the bodies of the Christians, one of the things would be, well, that will prevent the resurrection. This isn't going to stop God. Or what if you're buried at sea? Uh, certainly the sea will prevent the body from being resurrected. And no, Revelation, we saw this last time, even the sea gives up its dead, both the wicked and the righteous. So there will be a renewed body and soul reunited okay, to enjoy eternity not in an up there heaven, but on a new earth. Heaven, after the second coming, is on earth. Here's a section of the catechism that you might need to remember when you discuss this, because people think, what are you talking about? Everybody knows heaven's up there. Well, in section 1025 of the catechism, that's 1025, it says this, to live in heaven is to be with Christ, okay? Heaven is where Christ is. Now, I just read Revelation chapter 21 and verse 3, and I heard a great voice, okay? Don't miss this. This means this is, this is really loud, okay? Hear it. Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. He will dwell with them. They shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them. And all of this is coming down of the, from the up there heaven down to the new earth. And this is where eternity will be spent. This is the Christian hope, the ultimate hope. Yes, the intermediate blessedness of being with Christ, but the eternal blessedness is with body, not just soul, body and soul reunited on the new real earth. And according to Isaiah, there's going to be really nice animals. Everybody's going to get along. They're not going to have to eat each other and all this type of thing. This is so important for our young people because, you know, I know how I was. I didn't want to upset my parents when I basically in my mind thought Christianity was just a pious, non-real thing that people do that didn't have a lot behind it. But I didn't want to offend my parents and my dad, who I respected, was good friends with the minister. I didn't want to disrespect him. But you know what? The only reason at that point in my life why I would want to go to heaven is to avoid hell, uh, not to go to heaven. Does that make sense? Um, kind of this was pictured for me in a, a cartoon where two guys that were uh, in what people 
picture heaven being like in kind of like choir gowns and a translucent body, not a real body. And they're just hanging around a cloud for all eternity. And one guy says the other, I, I really wish I had brought a magazine. In other words, I mean, really? I would, you know, young people say, I would really, you know, go hiking and see some waterfalls or a sunset or go to the beach or something like that. In fact, there's a country and western song that I actually like. It's called Outskirts of Heaven by Craig Campbell. And he talks about his grandpa telling about pearly gates and streets of gold and all that. And he just wants a place in the country and go fish in the stream and enjoy nature. And see, actually, Craig Campbell's wish on the outskirts of heaven is more accurate than what a lot of people, pious people, hold what eternal life will be like. Here in a nutshell is what you need to teach your children. I'm going to quote from Dr. Peter Williamson's great Catholic commentary on the book of Revelation. He says this, quote, Christians are accustomed to speak of going to heaven, and that is accurate enough until Christ returns. This text indicates that God's ultimate plan for the human race is not that we go to heaven, but that heaven, the dwelling of God, comes to a recreated earth. This, this is what we're yearning for, and who wouldn't want to visit paradise? And that's exactly what it will be for those who follow Jesus. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 281 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.